and welcome to the Joy Rebellion, the podcast for all things joy, creating it, experiencing it, sharing it, and being inspired by those who live their joy out loud every single day. Stay tuned, you won't regret it. Episode 7, The Pillars of Joy, Presence. So as we talked about in the last episode, there are three main things that we think about as being the pillars of our emotional experiences and therefore of our joy. In episode 6, we talked about capital G gratitude. We talked about how important Finding true gratitude, that is, actually experiencing positive emotions for things that you are thankful or grateful for, is important in rewiring the way our brain interacts with our world um, and allowing us to have more time and space to experience things that we are already experiencing, but in a positive manner. This week, we're going to talk about the second pillar of joy, which is presence. I told you, buzzword bingo in the next few weeks. We talk about presence a lot, or at least maybe I talk about presence a lot, and that might be because I spend a lot of my time in a yoga studio as a student or a teacher, kind of in that mindfulness, wellness space and presence is something that is spoken about quite often by other teachers I interact with, by students of mine, by podcast hosts that I listen to, etc. So what is presence? The act of being present is the act of being mentally where you are. When you are present, you are paying attention. You are intentionally paying attention to what is happening right now, right here, right where you are. Presence can feel overwhelming. It can feel out of reach for a lot of people. It can feel like a luxury uh, to be able to just exist in the moment that you're in without worrying about the future or contemplating the past Um, It can feel like maybe something that is achievable if you're a monk who gets to sit in a temple for hours upon hours a day and doesn't have anything else in their worldly possessions or view that they need to be doing other than sitting there quietly. Maybe it feels like something you can do in short periods of time. You can be present for a few moments here and a few moments there, but a lot of times you feel like it's necessary for your brain to be elsewhere. None of this is wrong, and none of this is incorrect thinking, but I do think that the way we talk about presence intentionally makes it feel that way. We are selling presence as a commodity. If you can just be present, you're going to be happier. If you can just be present, you're going to be more grateful. If you can just be present, you are going to experience the world in a greater way than you ever thought possible. But in order to just be present, you need to have the right yoga pants and you need to be in the right studio and you have to have the right teacher and you've got to have all of the luxuries that come with the privilege of being somebody who's got the money to afford those things and the time to dedicate to those things. And that is where I think we get presents wrong. Technically, 
in some ways it may be impossible to be fully present. By the time we realize something that is happening in this moment, that moment is already gone, right? It's like the idea that uh, what you're seeing when you look up into the sky, the stars or the moon or whatever, like that's not happening right now. Whatever you're seeing has already happened. It is in the past. Light takes time to travel and so does the electrical impulses that uh, travel from our eyes to our brain, from our nose to our brain, from our fingertips to our brain, from our mouth to our brain. By the time our brain can process what it is taking in, the things that it's taking in are already over. So it maybe is helpful to think about that. Presence is technically impossible. It is impossible to be fully present. So if it's impossible, that means you can't do it perfectly, which means it is maybe more within reach to live a more present lifestyle than it is to think about being perfectly present all the time. It's also logistically completely impractical <laughs> to live in the present, quote unquote, moment. We need to plan for the future. Sometimes it's important to reflect on things that have happened in our past. So living only in the present is not practical either. But maybe, maybe what we should be focusing on instead is improving our ability to experience presence. And what I mean by that is our experience of, experience of pausing, of noticing, of taking a look around, of removing ourselves from the internal chatter that happens constantly in our brains, of recognizing that we are not that chatter, that we can watch that chatter or listen to that chatter instead. And maybe just stopping to take a look around every once in a while so that we don't miss it as everyone's favorite 80s or 90s, 80s movie star Ferris Bueller might say. I think this is a good point where it's important to remind ourselves that our joy our experience of joy, like every emotion, comes from our thoughts, what we think about our thoughts, what we think about our experiences, what we think about what is happening around us. We've already talked about this in previous episodes, so I'm not going to totally belabor that point. But our thoughts are what create our joy for us. And if we are talking about the present, then we also need to talk about the past and the future. And let's talk about what we think about when we are experiencing the past or the future. Often when we think about the future, we are experiencing the emotions of anxiety or perhaps excitement, which are actually just two sides of the same coin, same emotion, different lens. We are thinking about something that hasn't happened yet, which can either be exciting or it can be anxiety producing because we don't know what is going to happen. So our brain is filling in one or one million possible scenarios for us. Often the future also depends on things that are outside of our control. So quite often when you're thinking about the future, there is somebody else involved or maybe 
um, a decision that needs to be made or a place that needs to be traveled to or something else that has to happen in your situation or circumstance that you don't have control over. When you don't have control over something, anything in the external world, it's really hard to feel grounded and calm about that. So when we think about the future, we often feel anxious or excited. On the other side, when we think about the past, we tend to experience sadness or resentment, or maybe we experience wistfulness. We experience uh, wanting to be able to re-experience something in our past. And the problem with thinking about the past in an emotional, from an emotional standpoint, is that we can't do anything about it. So there's often, even if it's something positive, even if it is a good memory you're reflecting on, there's often an element of sadness associated because you won't be able to experience whatever that thing was again. It has passed. It is in the past. This is like kind of perfect. Let's talk about being in the present moment for a second. I think you will be able to hear this on the recording. That is my dog Arlo dreaming and currently very asleep and having a very active dream in the podcast loft. Joy. Those moments, right? Being able to be present to the things that are currently happening in your life. That's where you get joy. So I don't know where I left off, but let's do a quick recap. When we think about the future, we experience anxiety or excitement, and often what we're thinking about is out of our control. When we think about the past, whether we are reminiscing from positive space or thinking about things that we wish could have gone differently, there's often an element of sadness that is the undercurrent because whatever it is, it's already happened and there's nothing we can do about it. So joy, true joy, requires us to be as presently focused as possible so that we don't miss out on on what is currently happening. So how do we improve our experience of being present? There's lots of different ways, and we're going to go through some like very specific how-tos in a few minutes, but one of the ways we can experience presence a little more easily is by altering our environment to help reinforce our desire to be in the moment. We can create routines. We can participate in rituals. We can design spaces around us that help us to slow down, that help us to stay where we are, that help us to connect with whatever it is that's happening around us, that take our attention away from our thoughts and bring our attention into the moment, into the space that we are currently occupying. And we're going to actually talk more about routines and rituals and spaces in future episodes because I think that's really fascinating and is a place that is undervalued when it comes to changing our experience of our world and altering our emotions um, in a positive way. So we'll come back to that at some point. But we also want to understand that the more we experience joy by being present, the more likely we are able to be present to experience joy. I don't know if you've picked up on this yet, but this is like maybe the fourth or fifth thing we've talked about in these seven episodes that we've done so far that is a never-ending cycle in a really positive way. 
When we work on one thing, it makes us better at the other, which helps us work on that first thing, which makes us better at the second. And this is one of those things. When we are present, we are more likely to experience joy. When we experience joy, we slow slow down and find it easier to be present. We talked um, in episode four, I believe, about the parasympathetic nervous system at length that rest and digest nervous system, that nervous system activation that causes our heart rate to lower and our blood pressure to lower and our bodily functions to allow us to rest and recover and to turn our food into fuel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. That nervous system activation that helps decrease our stress hormones like cortisol, that helps send more blood to higher functioning parts of our brain, like the ones that are responsible for memory or emotional processing or critical thinking. So that parasympathetic nervous system we've talked about at length, it slows us down. And being slowed down helps us be more present. So I've sort of already hinted to some of these other ways that we can improve our ability to be in the present moment, but let's just go for it and say them out loud. So seven ways that we can improve our ability to be present. Way number one, mindfulness meditation. Mindfulness meditation is simply bringing your attention to something, your breath, uh, the temperature of the air the candle flickering in front of you, the feeling of your heartbeat underneath your palm, whatever it is that you choose, it's simply bringing your attention back to that thing over and over and over again. And over and over and over and over again, because your brain is going to wander. It's going to wander off. It's going to think about other things. And the whole goal with a mindfulness meditation is to start to get better at realizing when your brain has left the building and bringing it back to the task at hand. Because it doesn't matter if you're physically present in a room. If you're not mentally present in a room, you're not experiencing presence. Number two, kind of an addition onto mindfulness meditation is mindful eating. So it's just a little bit different because it um, really taps into like a physical experience that we're having. So the ability to slow down and to truly stop and savor what you're eating as you're eating it to pay attention to all of the experiences of eating from the temperature of the food to the smell of the food to the way the flavors mix, mingle, and change as you eat, the textures of the food, etc., etc. Eating mindfully is a way to bring yourself very quickly into the present moment. And we all know because we've all experienced the opposite. Mindless eating is a very clear sign that you are not in the present moment. Um, As you get better at one and two, it's helpful for number three, which is shifting out of a rumination cycle. So a rumination cycle is when your brain gets caught on a loop. Uh, The thing that makes me, uh, this isn't funny, but the thing that makes me think of this is a friend of mine has a very old dog who is senile and deaf and blind. And sometimes he just gets caught in this mental loop where he just walks circles around their kitchen island and you can just hear him click, 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 click over and over and you realize that he doesn't know what he's doing. Like he's not consciously choosing to walk in these circles. His brain has just gotten stuck in this loop. And our brains do that a lot. They get stuck in a rumination cycle where they're just spinning in circles. And so through being better at mindful meditation or um, slowing down when we're eating something or 
being able to take our attention out of our own thoughts and into something that's happening physically around us, even something as simple as placing your hand on the floor next to you and feeling the texture of the carpet or the hardwood floor. Those are really nice ways to improve your presence in the space that you're at and take yourself out of your brain. My personal favorite is actually number four, which is box breathing. So breathing techniques or pranayama, as it's called in the yoga world, um, is a whole series of different techniques that help you tap into, connect with, and stay focused on your breath. And box breathing is a really great introductory place to start. So a box breath goes like so. You empty all of the air out of your lungs. Inhale for the count of four, three, two, one. Hold on full for four, three, two, one. Exhale for four, three, two, one. Hold on empty for four, three, two, one. And repeat. And if you want to add on, if you're a visual person, a really nice visualization to go on with box breathing. As you are inhaling, imagine in your mind that you are drawing a line on the left side of a box from the bottom to the top. As you hold on full, you are drawing that line across the top of the box from left to right. As you empty, for four counts, you're drawing the right side of the box from top to bottom. And as you hold on empty, you're connecting the box on the bottom from right to left. So a really nice way to check in and tap into and connect with your breath very quickly. Number five sort of builds on that. Once you've connected to your breath, it can be a little bit easier to do a body scan. A body scan doesn't have to be anything complicated or complex. It can be as simple as taking your attention to the top of your head and then starting to notice the parts of your body working your way down all the way to the tips of your toes. So it's assessment. It's not judgment. It's just noticing how things feel, what you feel and where you feel those things. Um, you don't have to change anything. You don't have to fix anything. You don't have to make things more comfortable or less uncomfortable. It's just an assessment. It's just a way to take yourself out of your brain and into your physical space, into the space that you're occupying. A little bit bigger, sort of outside of our body things, number six, daily journaling. So spending some time to um, be a little quiet in the mind or to help quiet the mind by getting all the thoughts out of the mind and onto the paper. And then number seven, nature walks. So you can mindfully take walks in nature, um, just being out under the trees or in the fresh air or with the sunshine or the rain upon you is a really good way to ground yourself, to physically find yourself wherever your feet are um, and can be very helpful in taking yourself out of the future or away from the past and pulling yourself into the present moment. So presence, pillar number two of supporting our emotions and increasing our joy, is slowing down, finding ways to be present. When we are present, we are happier. When we are present, we experience more gratitude. We are present, we are more joyful. Next episode, we'll wrap up the three-parter on pillars with purpose and connection. See you soon. 